This is the Illuminate Podcast, a Sandy Boy production. Each week on the Illuminate Podcast, the hosts will bring you insightful conversations and stories of people who are illuminating their own lives through their business, work, community, family, and world. Welcome to the Illuminate Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Emmy Birch, and today we are talking to two doctors, a chiropractor and a physical therapist, my friends, Kurt and Chelsea. I wanted to do this episode after talking with Darren a few episodes back about massage therapy, and in this one, we answer all the questions about chiropractic work, physical therapy, all the cool little things you can do to relieve the issues in your tissues, what they're called, how they work, when you should try them, why you should try them, and so much more. I think this episode is super inspiring because Chelsea and Kurt have both found a way to take their passion for movement and people and endurance and put it into their career. It has been such a blast talking to them and having this episode, and I can't wait to hear what you think. I hope that you listen to this one and get something out of it that will help your life move even better. If you want more conversations, you can always join us over at patreon.com slash the Illuminate pod. You can also like and review. That's how we get more illuminating stories into your ears. Above all, we are super thankful that you're listening. Thank you so much for making this podcast possible. Without further ado, issues with your tissues and how to solve them. Today on the Illuminate podcast, we have not one but two awesome guests, Dr. Kurt and Dr. Chelsea. Hey, friends. Hi, how's it going? (laughs) I'm so excited to talk to you all today about all sorts of things. I'm going to call this episode Issues with Your Tissues. All right. (laughs) I'm stealing that from your social, Kurt. It's okay. (laughs) So tell the listeners, why are we talking about issues with our tissues? What do you all do? Who wants to go first? Um, I'll go first. Uh, So issues with your tissues. So we are, I'm a chiropractor in Stewart, Florida. Uh, my name is Dr. Kurt Barnhill and Chelsea here is a physical therapist and we deal with a lot of soft tissue injuries from endurance athletes and local, you know, weekend warrior type athletes and, um, get them back to full function. Get them back to full function is key. I think that's so cool, but okay. So Kurt, you do chiropractic. Chelsea, how'd you get into physical therapy? I have been in physical therapy since the age of 12. Um, so I, I tore my knees playing basketball at the age of 12, two times in a row, both at the age of 12, first my left, then my right. Um, so kind of experienced it at a young age and kind of realized like, you know, I, I think this would be a fun profession to get into. And so here I am. Oh, Kurt, did you break anything to realize you like chiropractic work? <laughs> My father was a chiropractor, so I've been adjusted since I was zero. (laughs) That's amazing. Well, listeners will have heard a little bit about chiropractic work. We had a massage therapist on the podcast a few episodes back, and he said that the chiropractor will get everything laid out so there's space, and then the massage therapist will help get the muscles laid back out in the right direction, and then the physical therapist will be the one that kind of mends the broken pieces along the way and comes up with the... the exercises to make it happen. 
Yep. The neuromuscular control and just kind of getting the tissue strong again, making sure it's mobile. Um, mechanics are an important factor as well. So oh, yeah. cool. there's going to be so much fun stuff to talk about. Okay. How did you guys meet? You're obviously a thing. Yes, we are a thing. We both met, of course, in the running world. Um, we both are avid runners and this little town we live in called Stewart, tight, tight town. So the running group knew me from years on and, and Chelsea moved to the area. And when you move to the area and you can run a sub 120 half marathon and you're a female, there's a little spotlight on you. So a lot of talk was talked about her and then bada boom, I had to meet her. You know. Of course you did. <laughs> yeah. so oh, that's so fun. Okay, so did a job bring you to Stewart, Chelsea? Yeah, so I, I actually, I grew up in North Carolina. Um, and when I graduated school, I was just kind of looking for something different and just randomly started applying for jobs in Florida because my final internship was in South Florida. Um, landed a position in Stewart and a month after graduating, just decided to pick up everything and move. Wow. Well, Stewart is a really cool town. I've been a couple times. It I've is. run a marathon there and mm -hmm. a, a marathon or a, something. Beautiful little town. Yes. So, Kurt, you just celebrated a really important business anniversary. You just had a one year anniversary. You have to tell yeah. us about that a little bit. Yeah. So I've been in town here for eight years and worked with two other chiropractors in Stewart, probably some of the top chiropractors here in the town, and finally got to the position where I just was able to open an office, and we opened doors July 12th of 2021, and uh, it was a big goal of mine, so that's that's been our one year. Recently. What an awesome, so you started by yourself, but Chelsea, aren't you now working at the practice? I am. Yes. I joined him in January of this past year. So about six, seven months later is when I joined the team. Yeah. So how does it feel to be your, your business owners? You work for yourself. How does that feel? It feels great. You know, that whole freedom, it's a lot of responsibility, but it's worth it in lots of dividends, you know? All right. Chelsea, was it nerve-wracking to have to work? Like, who's in who's in charge? Oh, Kurt. <laughs> he, okay. honestly, like, I am amazed at the work that he's put into it. And a year ago, it was, like, one of those decisions that, you know, he was second-guessing. It's not easy to open up your own practice. And so I probably, it was the first time I've ever, like, seen him truly stressed because mm. Kurt's just kind of a happy-go-lucky person. And... I could just read his stress, but, you know, we had, uh, he had a lot of people that were, that were, um, you know, telling him like, you can do this. Cause there was just so much doubt going forward with it. And especially trying to open a practice during the pandemic and mm -hmm. still kind of mm -hmm. that being an issue as well. And so he finally just kept on pushing and the amount of work that he's put into it. And then the friends who have helped us because the office has gone through a whole remodeling process. It's really still in a remodeling phase, but it's functional for how we're working now. But I mean, honestly, it's just like 
he does most of the work when it comes to like the business side and and um, has given me the opportunity to just really do what I love as a physical therapist and being one-on-one with my patients. That's so rare. Like having that time to be one-on-one when you look at big practices and things, it sounds incredible. But what a story kind of embedded behind the story here, doing hard things that you doubt yourself and it's scary, but looking back a year later, Kurt, what would you tell yourself a year ago? Oh man, a year ago, I would say, you know, step out in fear, step out in that uncomfortable zone because it's worth it. You know, you will figure it out. You will overcome those adversities and adapt to the changes. And yes, it's hard, but I think as endurance athlete, we understand how to push and how to push and how to under just work with any challenges. If you're running a marathon, especially you're out there for over two hours and yeah, something's going to happen. So it was, it was a good, I'm just happy. I took the leap and it's been a great journey. So what far. an awesome transfer too. like, you're making those connections to other things. Cause you know, not, not everyone listening will be an endurance athlete, but there's so much to take away from endurance sports, mm-hmm. going through and pushing yourself to a limit and seeing what you can do. And I love that you've given us that connective tissue here to talk about, you have this passion for hobbies, but you also have this passion for work. And I want to come back to that, but can we talk about a few specific things that I'd love to define for the listeners related to chiropractic work and physical therapy? Are you ready for some quick fire questions? Oh, yeah. Sure. (laughs) All right. So, Chelsea, we're starting out with you. You really like, quote, run gate analysis. Yes. What is that? What does it mean? And why would the listener want to find someone to do a run gate analysis? So, basically, a gate analysis is looking at the way someone moves. You can look at the way someone, their gait is basically the way you walk or the way you run. And it's important to look at because it helps you kind of clue into areas that might be able to be worked on. So you can kind of pinpoint, um, for example, if one hip doesn't seem to be activating as much as the other, you might see a pelvic drop. And so it might gear you towards some strength exercises on that side and some neuromuscular um, re-education of that hip just to be more stable as a whole. Um, And then a lot of times you want to look, if you're able to look at an individual's gait before they get injured, um, then it really helps you in the future if they come back to you with an injury because you can see if they're maybe having some compensations and kind of see what it is that's going on with the person. So we're kind of looking at their the way they move. And then you can base a lot of like your specific approach to getting them better or even um, enhancing their performance based on that movement pattern. So if someone is listening, like I have some friends who are not runners, but they have lots of hip or lower back pain. Would that be a reason to come do a gait analysis? Um. So normally if you see a PT, I always look at the way someone is moving. Um, Specifically, do gait analysis for like runners to pinpoint the more, um, I guess, 
let's see, how do I word this? So as a physical therapist, I always look at the way someone moves, but a gait analysis, if you're actually going to like pay for a gait analysis, you might more of want to be a runner because it's a very extensive um, process that you're looking at how that person's running. So can you make me faster if you do a gait analysis? (laughs) Let's just go right to the good question. That's what we advertise. (laughs) Really? Okay, I'll be right down. It's like, what, a four-hour drive? Scoot over, I'm coming. Because you know runners want that. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. You can – how do you make someone faster after a gait analysis? Um – I'll tell you a story real quick. Chelsea in high school ran like a gorilla, okay? (laughs) Her college coach says, you run like a gorilla – and you run very fast. When I get on my hands on you, I'm going to change your gait and you're going to run extremely fast. And he was right. You know, he worked when she was in college, when she started running collegiately, he changed her up and she's gone beyond, you know. It's, it's been a process. Like, um, so it's basically depending how you run. Um, you can, so everybody has their own running form and it's going to be unique to the individual because we're all structurally different. There's actually no perfect running form, but there is a way that we can make your individual running form more efficient. Um, so for example, yeah, I used to have an extreme forward bend when I was running and my college coach was like, I don't know what you're doing, but like, you know, that extreme forward bend, you know, your airways are closed off. You're not able to pump your arms. You know, you're just not going to be as efficient. So it was the first kind of step that I worked on. And then in PT school, I actually, I learned even more about my uh, running mechanics and I was a huge overstrider and I had had stress fractures and, um, you know, I have chronic knee issues and my professors looked at my form and they were like hey you know if you start working on this this and this you know you'll reduce your risk of injury with these stress fractures you'll reduce your risk of injury with it with you know you'll reduce the load at your knee and so I started making those adjustments too and as I made those adjustments it was um I just became overall more efficient as a runner. So like the gait analysis helps us to analyze and identify specific areas that we can work on with an individual specific to how they are running. That's so cool. And there is no wrong running. It's just different for everybody. Yes, right. Exactly. Everyone has their own unique form. I think if you're listening to this and you're like, I'm not a runner, guess what? Everybody has their own unique run form. Check. Yes. That's right. Yes. Awesome. Seriously, if you can make me faster, I'll be right down. I'll call. I'll make an appointment. I'll be right down. The most important thing is, um, well, not the most important, but a very important piece of becoming more efficient, which improved efficiency helps to make you faster is strength training. Mm Mm-hmm. Very much so. Heavy lifting. Lifting the heavy. That's a hard thing to get into. That's going to be a whole other conversation. (laughs) I love it. Okay. Thanks for sharing your passion for the gait analysis, Chelsea. That's amazing. All right, Kurt, I'm tossing you one. I think this is going to get you excited because it gets me pretty excited. 
tell us about ART. What is it? How does it work? And why would someone want to get involved with it? ART stands for Active Release Technique. And it has become the gold standard treatment for soft tissue issue issues. Um, and, and basically, I got into it because it started to partner with Ironman and triathlon. And they became, you know, the treatment for all these triathletes. And um, it became well known through the triathletes. But it's, um, it's, it's a great technique. It, it works on soft tissue adhesions and scar tissue and those knots that people call in their in their muscles it releases them in a in a way that helps tissue expand and contract and slide and glide and and they feel much better after treatment as someone who loves art i can attest to the immediacy of feeling better however i have to tell you the first time i went in for treatment it was not with y'all, so heads up. I do love my chiropractor ART guy, but I was a nervous wreck. I'm like, what is this active release therapy? And my girlfriend, <laughs> Kimmy, had tried to explain it. She's like, it's not like a massage, but you're kind of relaxed because you're going to bend and stretch and move all these different directions. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm not flexible. <laughs> What's going to actually happen? I was so scared. She ended up coming with me because I canceled my appointment twice <laughs> for basis of fear. so we go we do it it was so like I just remember I had at the time I was dealing with an Achilles thing which is Mm -hmm. now gone completely but I remember for the first time walking without any pain in my Achilles right after the session and as each session happened I would go longer periods of without pain Mm -hmm. and that is the coolest part of ART I still don't really understand how it works it's a magic. <laughs> it's muscle magic. That's how it works. <laughs> uh, I, I love having those miracle treatments where you do a release and it is pain-free and they mm-hmm. walk out of your office in disbelief. They have to pick their jaw off the ground actually to get yes. them out of the room. <laughs> I mean, it's so incredible to know and just the little things that you, I don't even know would be sore or tied to something else. Like the number of times that there's been ART happening like in my neck or something that will release another piece by my hip. Like the connectivity of everything is amazing. Yes. The body is an amazing um, piece. It's all connected through fascia and connective tissue and and learning all that is is the next piece. But I think Chelsea and I both, we are constantly learning every day, every day as we treat more and more people. There's always something new. I'm so glad your excitement for the soft tissue, for the making things better is actually palpable how excited you are when you share your stuff your your um social media pages for your practice is just so fun because you're excited about what you're doing yes yeah we do love it (laughs) every day something different and it's just and every patient is different so like what works for one person doesn't necessarily work for another so you're always kind of solving a puzzle And you're always using your mind to kind of figure out what it is this individual person needs. And that makes us like our job is never boring because every patient that comes in, it's something new because no patient is the same. Mm -hmm. That makes it so much fun. And that gives the listeners an opportunity to think, okay, if something's going on, check out a physical therapist, check out a chiropractor, try Mm -hmm. ART. All right, I have another question. What is 
Graston. <sighs> oh, that look on your face. Like, yeah, <laughs> you got so excited. <laughs> That's another one people just cringe a little bit when they hear the word. It is another soft tissue treatment that we offer in the office. And it involves these stainless steel knife looking things. <laughs> Not scary so, at all. Not <sighs> scary at all. Especially when you tell them what they're going to get. And you say, you need Graston on your Achilles. And they say, oh, okay, that sounds interesting never heard of that and you whip out the tool and they freak out <laughs> i think we're scaring your listeners <laughs> no i think it's so important to hear these things because i remember the first time that someone did grasping on me and i was i'm like you're you're doing what to my this is yeah. gonna so explain how it works so Grasson uses instruments, which are normally stainless steel, and these tools are used to scrape through the tissue to remove the same things that ART removes, these adhesions, these scar tissues, these irregular tissues bound up in the muscle or the fascia or the connective tissue of a tendon, and it reduces it every stroke that you use that tool. And it causes blood flow, it causes healing, and it it looks painful, it feels different, but it does get the job done. And it's, uh, it's another alternative treatment that we offer in our office. It is not painful, which I think is key. I was so scared the first time, I remember holding my breath, and then I'm like, oh, this doesn't hurt. And when he says scraping, let me just clarify, it's on top of your skin, it's kind of like um, when you were a kid and you'd be playing at recess and you would have, I don't know, uh, the plastic utensils left over from lunch yeah. and you'd be like kniving each other, like playing games. You know, I don't know. It's like rubbing that back and forth on your skin, but right. much, much more. <laughs> that was a terrible explanation. <laughs> Kids let me, with knives. Let me scrape you. Well, everybody that comes in, they say, do you have that scraper thing? <laughs> I think I need it. <laughs> do, you, do you have that scraper? Is it the cool thing that I'm hearing you say? So Chelsea, you're talking about figuring out how bodies move and then adding the exercises to fix imbalances or weaknesses. And then Kurt, you're talking about finding the the spots, the knots, as some people call it, and figuring out how to get blood flow and release of those knots, whether that's through ART or Graston or other type of alignment. Now, both of you talk about this on the website, and it's another one of our quick fire questions, although none of these are quick because they're great conversations. What about taping and how does taping fit into this game? <laughs> um, so taping, kinesio taping, basically we use it. So there's a little bit of a stretch to tape if you've ever, well, I mean, there is more athletic tape, which is to help with like ankle sprains and, and can do a little bit of stability. Um, but it's the kinesio tape is what most people probably see the different colors, you know, around the different joints and body parts. And basically it helps to, we align it with the muscle fibers. So you have to kind of know what direction the muscle fibers are working in. So if you're working with the quad, it's going to be a different orientation than if you're working with like, say the deltoid. Um, so you align it with the muscle fibers and that little bit of stretch just basically helps to alleviate some of the tension that that muscle is going through. So the tape itself is not going to keep something from like, um, say for example, um, if you have patellar subluxations, oh, which is, okay, okay, sorry. <laughs> I got patella, which I think is a knee thing. Yeah. 
If your kneecap goes out of the joint, like almost like a dislocation. So I use this because it's it's something that I deal with okay. or have dealt with in the past. Um, the KT tape is not going to prevent the, the kneecap from going out of place. But the KT tape is going to help to alleviate some of the tension that maybe the quads going through, that the hamstrings are going through. Okay. So it's there to basically alleviate the tension on the muscle and provide so, some feedback to the to the skin. Okay, so it's kind of whereas Graston ART are releasing knots, tape is kind of also helping in the relief of something, but more like putting it back in place to just almost I don't know. It's almost like a We've seen it on a lot of runners, like on their knees, Mm -hmm. on their backs. And that's more just to tell the muscle where to go. It's like um, supportive. Taking tension off of the muscles and taking tension off of the joints. If that makes sense. Yeah, that makes total sense. Uh, You see tape on all these athletes, you know, the ones that have their shoulders all taped up at the Olympics or, and you're thinking, is this really helping? And I mean, my PT did a lot of taping when I sprained Mm -hmm. my ankle on a Mm -hmm. curb. Oh, (laughs) yeah. It's one of those things that, you know, it's almost like you kind of have to experience it for yourself. Mm -hmm. Um. And I, I have had moments where it's just like, and like the Achilles, I feel like is a great one where I've kind of just noticed, like I put a piece of KT tape on and it's not going to fix the issue, but there is some like relief, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. That makes total sense. And these are all things that people can go into their chiropractor or go to their physical therapist and ask about. It -hmm. might not be the best thing for their ailment, but these are things that when you hear it, analysis, ART, Graston, taping, mm-hmm. it's all helping to fix the issues with the tissues to make you feel better. Yes. That's it. <laughs> okay. So I want to talk about your vision for the community, but before we do that, there's one more question about things you do. What is VO2 max testing? Mm, I'll take that one. Okay. Okay, so VO2 is the analysis of your oxygen and CO2 output in your body. And what that determines is how much you're burning. It's it's a little complex, but (laughs) um, there's machines that will determine how much CO2 you exhale and how much O2 you take in, right? Okay. Some people that are at a different breathing rate will burn different calories or burn different types of energy systems. So you can determine your fitness by measuring this exchange. So how much oxygen you take in versus how much CO2 carbon dioxide you put out tells you how fit you are? Pretty much. And how do you measure this? Where your threshold is, right? Okay. So these watches that we have now, like the Garmin's and the Suntos and these other ones, but they'll determine your VO2 max by just estimating on your heart rate and your efforts and your paces and things like that. They'll kind of estimate what your VO2 is, but there's machines that definitely exactly determine what it is. Those watches estimate, but there's machines out there that will actually determine it. So 
the new technology that just came out is that it's a Bluetooth VO2 max machine. You can measure your VO2 outside in the elements or on a bike or running outside on a track versus having to be in a lab hooked up to a machine, which is called a metabolic cart, which determines your VO2 that they do testing on athletes. It's really cool. It's just been released and we got a hold of one of the machines that does the Bluetooth. So that's basically our next chapter in the office is to start up a performance testing lab where we can take athletes, look at their VO2s in the environments and determine some factors of where their fitness is. Why would an athlete want to know that? I think we all want to know where our fitness and where the zones are, kind of where we train. Um, A lot of people ask, you know, how hard should I go? Should I go easy? And you can kind of get a good range on where your limit is. And then you can go from there backwards on figuring out your zones on training. Um, So as we move into the future, every athlete that is pretty serious in the endurance world wants to know the data and the numbers and all this stuff. So this is the best way to figure it out. Oh my gosh. So you're really, you're taking it to the whole new level and having a, this is brand new. Yeah. Very new. We haven't been able to test it out yet. Like that's how new it is. Um, But very excited to add it in. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think you're going to use it, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We have to be a little careful right now as if we want to take it outside just because of the humidity. Mm. Um, But yeah, so we're we're in the process of getting it figured out before we actually start marketing it. (laughs) That is so cool, though. But I think this is the perfect segue into your all's athletic endeavors. Can you have to talk about that for a second? Because when you hear your enthusiasm for just body mechanics and finding peak performance, you have to mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about it. You kind of hinted, Chelsea, that you ran in college, but and Kurt kind of gave it away that you did some pretty cool running things too. Tell us a little bit about your athletic endeavors and how that plays with your careers, and you can pop back and forth. Yeah. Um, gosh, I've been an athlete since I was a kid. Um, I grew up playing basketball and, and was a big swimmer for the longest time. Um, and so I I would say from as long as I can remember, I've always loved sports. I've loved playing outside. Um, and so it kind of changed, like when I got my knee injuries at 12, I had to find a different sport. Um, and that's where I found running and it just, kind of developed into something that was to keep me active because I was a very high energy kid to ended up doing well enough in high school that I was able to earn a a scholarship to run in college, Um, ran in college and had a couple of overuse running injuries, um, but that I'm thankful for because it's only helped me as a physical therapist. And so I just kind of I fell in love with running in college. And even though that stopped, I didn't want to stop. So I kept finding, you know, road races and um, just started implementing everything I knew from physical therapy and 
started implementing it in my training and started seeing the changes with my running form. And then I saw the changes with my running performances Mm -hmm. and then it just continued to develop. And, um, now I like to balance both athletics and being a physical therapist. You're on a professional team or semi-professional. You, you, you do really cool stuff. (laughs) It's, um, so it's a, I am on a a sponsored um, triathlon team of amateur triathletes. So a lot of them, I guess you could say I technically qualified for my pro card at Ironman Florida. Yes, she did. (laughs) So cool. But um, it was just. I don't know. I didn't feel ready to go that route. And, and this team came open with, um, this other opportunity that I felt was a better fit as far as me to continue as a physical therapist, but also chase those athletic dreams. So that's kind of what it's developed into. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> you ran the Olympic trials in 2020. I, I did the marathon. Yeah. Yes. And- that was a big goal for me that, um, Honestly, people started putting in my head after my college running, and I thought it was the craziest thing. Like, I was like an average college runner. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't making NCAA regionals or NCAA nationals. I just, and so someone put it in my head, and I was like, well, why don't I at least try? And definitely put in a lot of hard work. Um and had a really awesome day at CIM in 2019 and was able to race at the 2020 Olympic trials. It was so cool. I saw you. I screamed for you at one point because it was early. <laughs> Kimmy told me you were going to be there and I was there watching it. So it was super early and you didn't know me yet. We hadn't met in person. So I didn't want to be like, I just screamed Chelsea when you ran by because I had your number oh, and was tracking me. But that was super cool. And to know that you qualified for Kona is so awesome. I did Ironman Florida in 2000. Oh, did you? Yeah. So super into endurance sports until I got in a bike accident. And then I'm so scared of my bike. I can't get back on. One day. One day. Yes. One day. Oh, so exciting. But that's a great race. And to see that you qualified there and to go to Kona, you're going to go, right? Yes, I am. Yep, that's what I'm training for right now is the Ironman again in, in Kona, Hawaii this October. That'll be so fun. Well, we'll have to watch you there for sure. Now, Kurt, on the flip side, I remember right after we all met in person uh-huh. early on during the pandemic, I think Chelsea got on the bike for the first time shortly thereafter. Yes. So when she met me, I said, you're going to be a triathlete and you're going to ride a bike and here you go. And I gave her this old bike and, um, it was, it was so awesome watching her go into the sport and just gain more, more experience through the bicycle. I mean, she already had swim training as a young kid, but, uh, learning her, her bike skills and, and getting more comfortable in the bike was great. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I um, I've been in triathlon quite a bit though, so I always wanted her to be into the sport. And uh, how did you I, get into all that? Did you were you athletic all growing up too? I yeah, I did all kinds of things growing up. I was an active kid. You know, it was hard to keep me sitting still. I did gymnastics and soccer and baseball, and wow. I think I did a little swimming, but not very much. And then I got into tennis, and I was really big into tennis. So I played tennis through middle school and high school. 
all four years in high school and um, just wasn't quite good enough to go to college and play tennis. So unfortunately, I didn't play after high school. I kind of dialed into the running and started doing some running and endurance sports and um, then got hooked on the triathlon bug and did triathlon from like, yeah, it's, it's a, it's Kool-Aid. You got to drink the Kool-Aid. I still have a, I have a bike on like an indoor bike that I ride five times a week. Like I love my bike. I just, I'm not going to go outside with it. All right. (laughs) But one day, one day. Okay, so this is really cool to see how your athletic goals all tie into your your careers and why you love your careers. I I want to talk about one final kind of big topic. You talk about your vision for a healthy community. Mm-hmm. And you said specifically when we were talking before all this, you want in which individuals become proactive and motivated to take control of their health. So we've talked, we've defined a lot of pieces of chiropractic work and physical therapy work. We've talked about your backgrounds and why you're passionate about it. How do you see this vision happening? I see this vision through one patient at a time. And, you know, we have to live out our lifestyle and be an an example to what we're telling patients to do and, and to be. And you know, sometimes you have to lead by example and that's what we strive for. Even though we have such a passion for this type of lifestyle, um, you know, through our patients, we try to inspire them and tell them what we do and relate to them if they're already doing it and help them through their journeys to live a healthy lifestyle and be active. You know, just, I believe movement is medicine and that's a, a kind of a thing I tell patients a lot. What about the patients that are struggling with moving in general? They like running a marathon, doing a triathlon. They're like, I just want to walk from here to there and not be in pain. What are some things you would tell them to motivate them to live a healthy lifestyle? That's where anytime a patient comes in the first time I ever sit down with them, it's honestly like the evaluation is a big conversation you know, I want to hear their story because what motivates everyone is different. Um, For a lot of patients, it might just be, you know, getting to interact with their grandkids, getting to um, having enough energy to get in their car so that they can go visit a friend and, um, you know, meet up for coffee and having the energy to be able to do that. But you really have to find what motivates the individual because yeah, like our motivation is going to be different. We love, you know, doing this endurance sports, but not everybody loves endurance sports and that's okay. So you really have to sit down and what motivates that individual and you work their plan based on them as a person. So mm-hmm. not, not their diagnosis, you know, not based on somebody else that you treated who had the same condition. You have to figure out what is it about that individual person and what is the piece that you can find that's going to motivate them to want to listen to what we're giving them and sharing them and guiding them with. I love that, that individual approach and finding something 
to live. Everyone has different issues in their tissues. Yeah, yeah they do. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so before we jump into the end of show questions, which I'm dying to hear y'all's answers on these, if people want to connect with you, I have your Instagram information, all of your um, website information in the episode notes. But if someone's listening and they are now thinking they want to give chiropractic or physical therapy a try, what should they do first? What's the steps that you would recommend? Uh, so good steps to start off to find providers in your area is, you know, do an online search and look at their websites, look at who they are. Um, that'll give you a good idea first. Um, you know, I'm a little biased with ART. So active release does have a website that you can find providers in your area and they are like-minded to myself. So a lot of patients that I treat that like the way I treat, I send them right to the active release website at activerelease.com and they can search a provider in their local area. Um, how about PT? Um, you know, I feel a lot of it is, you know, word of mouth. Um, you know, if you know that your friend is seeing someone and they seem to really trust that person, it might be a good person to go to. It can be, the healthcare system can be so overwhelming mm -hmm. and trying to find the right person that fits the individual is, um, I mean, it's quite a task, I mean, thinking about it, like if I was to go and, you know, find a doctor, like there are so many doctors around and it's like, how do you start weeding out which one is going to be um, specific to your needs? And so I would say start by asking some friends, you know, bringing it up in conversation and seeing if they know someone that they really trust. Um, and then doing a lot of research on the internet and kind of, you know, like Kurt was saying, you know, read their website, see if the doctor that they're reading about is, you know, a like-minded individual. Um, you know, I, I would say that's probably the... Those are important things. I mean, Kurt, what you were saying, like-minded and how you treat, because you're not just here, let me give you an adjustment and come back every single week. Let's figure right. out what's causing the problem. And Chelsea, you're so into how the body moves and making sure that you're fixing mm -hmm. imbalances and making it better, not just here's the exercises I gave the last person who had this similar injury. You're so individualized. Mm -hmm. And that I, it's like picking a coach, picking a cheerleader. You have to pick someone you, you vibe with. Yeah. Yes. And sometimes it's a lot of trial and error. But And I do have to say like – if you've had a bad experience, like, which I feel like, a, you know, it, it's out there. There's good and bad in every profession. Um, but to give it another try with mm -hmm. someone else, I know it's so easy to kind of just like have a bad experience and be like, well, I, I tried chiropractic care and it, it didn't work for me, but maybe there's somebody else who has a different approach that might work for them. So giving it another try. That's so important. And I've, you both have mentioned it multiple times in our conversation. 
the confidence to go try something that you might be a little scared of or you might be a little unsure of. And Chelsea, you had it when people were telling you that you could get that Olympic qualifying time. And Kurt, you had it when people were telling you you have what it takes to start your own practice. And that that power of people is so important and it's so evident in everything you guys do. This has been so much fun and we could totally continue talking about all the things, but I want to ask the final questions and wrap it up. Number one, what is the best or most recent book that you have read? Um, so I am still kind of currently reading this book. I love to read. So any suggestions from people, I love to take them and uh, into consideration. I am reading Daring Greatly. So, so good. Yes. <laughs> I love all of her books. Brene has the best books and her new one that just came out, the heart book, I forget what it's called at the moment because it's slipping my mind, is such a good coffee table book. Okay. No, like a definition book of different emotions and how they make you feel and how you react to them. And it is so well written and it ties together all of her books. I've read them all. It ties them all together and all of her research together with really good data definitions data and how to deal with emotions of all different kinds oh good to know atlas of the heart that is what it's called atlas of the heart but if you're reading daring greatly finish that first because that's a good one and then atlas of the heart it's very thought-provoking and um which i guess all of her books are but um yeah so just trying to take steps on being more vulnerable which i feel like this interview is one way for me because i'm pretty i'm an introvert so you're doing awesome so kurt i'm imagining because you run the business and have a million things to do you probably don't read all that much unless you're reading about what you're doing right exactly i've been doing a lot of dictation notes and just kind of keeping the the business up and running so she reads a lot more than i do i'm not the big reader of that the is family. A okay, but there are some really good triathlete books out there. Did yes. you ever read Chrissy Wellington's book? No. Oh, I haven't heard of it, but I might have to add it to my list. It's real good. There's, I think, two or three. I'll send you a list, Chelsea, of all my faves. I have a oh, laundry okay. list of running books when I'm going for a big goal. I'm not trying to qualify for any Olympic trials or anything, <laughs> but I would like to qualify for the New York Marathon. So I do need to take a little yeah. more time okay. off. Okay. Yeah. But <laughs> I love books about running that make me feel really strong right before a marathon. So yeah. I'll send you some of my favorites. Thank you. That's awesome. Okay. So who or what is illuminating you right now? Like what's inspiring you, illuminating you right now? Um, Right now, who's illuminating me is the pastor at our church. And he has been just a role model for myself, the way he lives his life, the way his family, the way he, you know, holds himself in this community. Um, We have started to work out at the fitness center you know, two to three times a week in the mornings before work, we've gotten connected. And um, he's just been one that has been helped me to kind of follow the right path and to keep in check and um, been a model for me. That's always so good. What What's his name? I want to give him a little shout out. A whoop whoop. His name is James Pendleton. Yes, that's so cool. Okay. Isn't it important how those people come into your life to kind of not just help you 
question things, but find paths that you need to go down. It's so interesting, the people that come into our lives. Yes, for sure. Big time. What is an organization that you would like to illuminate? We like to illuminate the United Way of Martin County and what they do in this community on just in all aspects, not just in one aspect, but really making sure this community is taken care of um, from major disasters to the small little needs that it, that it, it takes to keep everything glued together. Way to go, United Way. All That's right. to hear. I used to do all sorts of stuff with them in high school. They were one of our service projects. Mm-hmm. All right. Last but not least, what is the message that you want to send to the world? Um, I would say that, especially in like the time that, you know, we've been in with COVID and, you know, the war happening in, in the world and, um, and just everyday problems, you know, it's that you never know what someone is going through. So to just be kind, um, show that little bit of kindness to, to anyone, regardless of, you know, what, you know, yeah, just to be kind. <laughs> be kind. I love it. A perfect way to end this. This has been so fun. We've talked about all the nerdy, great issues with our tissues, how to serve it. We've really masterminded that. We've gone through some really cool things. We've gotten to know Kurt and Chelsea. And this has been such a joy. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having us. us. Yeah, this has been great. How much fun talking about all of those different things that you can do, whether it's with a chiropractor or ART or Graston or taping or gait analysis or VO2 max and fancy new equipment, setting goals and achieving them, finding ways to infuse your passion into your career and above all else I hope this episode has helped you identify ways that if you're unable to move that you might be able to find some new outlets and some new ways to get moving back into your life above all being kind just as Chelsea said that's really the thing I know it's hard to be kind when you're hurting so go check out your local chiropractor find some ART y'all I love that stuff find a physical therapist figure out ways to move in the best way that you can move because you are the only you there is and the world is so lucky to have you on it. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I hope that you have a wonderful day full of bright and awesome.